0: We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go, and by what route, and how fast. Almost all the world's constitutions are documents in which governments tell the people what their privileges
1: are. Hey everyone, welcome once again to yet another episode of Two Noobs Talking. It's episode 61... And yes, we've added a third noob. More on that later. But for now, with me, as always, is my regular co-host, my regular compatriot, an all-around genuine good guy, Sir John Tracy. John, how you doing this afternoon, brother? I'm
2: stuck in a smaller box. I don't understand.
1: I know. I know. It's crazy. We're like in a row here. What the
2: heck? Wait, I don't know. I don't, that you we hired these midgets and minions to do things and they put us in these situations. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. You gotta just
1: figure it out. And over to my right is our regular contributor to Two Noobs, Mr. Steve Murray. Steve, how are you this afternoon, sir? Dude, that new intro music makes me want to smash you over the head with a t- <laughs> <laughs> seriously, right? We want to thank you for that. That was an awesome, awesome intro, by the way. And the outro you guys. Awesome. I'm, of course, Matt Craig. We're really happy to have you with us. And, Chance, uh, you know, it's obviously, as I mentioned, it's episode 61. Few players wore 61 in a city of Philadelphia. We came up with a pretty interesting list, did we not, John?
2: I, I think so. Yeah. I just want to say, just to get just to Steve's ire again, Maxine <laughs> Fenegana for the Buffalo Saber fans. Uh, I, that's I, all I had.
0: <laughs> he of the being crushed by Dan McGillis fan. Yes. yes. <laughs> He was a minus
1: player, too, John. I'm not
0: so sure I would want him on my team.
2: Yeah. But he was the only one I could think of. 61 was, that was all I had at 61. I'm like, <laughs> they played for Buffalo. That's yeah. all I had. No figure.
1: But we did have a few 61s. Uh, Chanho Park, I uh, was a pitcher for the Phillies. Uh, you know, I think he came in 2009, if I remember okay. right, gents. But yeah.
2: They're in the more favorite team. Oh, yeah. wait, was a great team. I liked 09 better. Yeah.
1: 09 was just a terrific year. They just yeah, didn't
0: yeah. finish that. And of yeah. course, beating Yankees would have been amazing, but then the Eagles—they brought, brought just to, on Channel Park. They brought him in yeah. to be a starter, and it didn't mm-hmm. work out, so they moved him to the bullpen. Yeah, and he was terrific.
1: Terrific out of the bullpen. Yeah,
0: yeah, he yeah. was kind of like
2: middle relief, I guess, like sixth, seventh inning, I guess. I yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't the the back two, but he was the guy. It was always in there. Yeah, in a tight situation where you had to pull the pitcher, he was like the first guy they went to in '09.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then on the Eagles side Mostly you find 61 obviously on the offensive line And we had a couple of really good ones Steve Everett for one Phenomenal kind of like, center. Yeah 97 to 99 Kind of in that building of Andy Reid's You know Really the organization he was a real good center For Cleveland Baltimore that kind of deal And was really good for McNabb You know that kind of deal And you know, it was really good but then we also had Steven Wisniewski that wore it For the Super Bowl champion Eagles he's And he's got a chip
2: yeah. The one thing about Everett is he—I always think of him as he was the starting of the Eagles having a great offensive line for the last however many years they had. Like he was that first like free agent or trade or whatever brought in. It was like, oh man, that guy can actually play. They they're gonna do something with the line, mm-hmm. and it's been like that you really know, ever since. And, yeah. yeah, Brooks and and uh, bringing in a. Uh, it, it, drafting Trey Thomas, bringing in John Runyon. like yeah. it, it. It was kind of the start of that. It I really think. was.
1: That's a good point. Yeah. Was
2: Steve Everett the bridge to Honey Buns? I think so. Or was I think somebody he was. there before? Yeah. It was because yeah. Honey Buns was the guard next to Everett, wasn't he? Until Everett so. left, and then he jumped over. I don't think so. No, I think, Fraley I think...
0: was always a center. Fraley, I think, came in later. So I was think. it Jamal Jackson? Like Might have, have been. I'm trying Jamal to remember. Jamal Jackson
2: was a center too. Yeah. Bubba Miller was also a center.
1: Bubba Miller. Yeah. It's funny we mentioned that now because in 2000, I mentioned in pre-production right before we uh, started recording, I watched the pickle juice game, yep. Eagles Cowboys in 2000, and Bubba
2: Miller was the center oh. in that game. Right. So he, I was at the preseason game where we lost him for the season. Oh, really? I literally sat in my seat. I took my dad to a preseason game. We sat in the seat. I think it was against the Jets. Oh, jeez. Sat down five seconds later. Whistle blows. Dude's on the ground. He's out for the season. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> a Miller in a preseason game. In a preseason game.
1: Oh. It's, it's terrible.
0: terrible.
1: But then on the flyer family. side, on the Flyers' side, Steve, you had a couple, right? I mean, we
0: were looking that up. Justin Braun currently wears sixty-one. Yeah, disappointed you don't have him in your little overlay here. Yeah, generic couldn't couldn't fit Justin Braun in there.
1: Oh well, Justin Braun, and then uh, Philippe Myers wore it uh, before he got. I think he was, yeah, briefly, yeah, and then Uh, he 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 wore five. five.
0: Yeah, I think his call-up number was sixty-one, and then permanent figure he changed.
2: The good old here you go, kid. Welcome to the show. Show,
0: (laughs) (laughs) now, gentlemen gentlemen 61 also there are those who believe that 61 is still the single season home run record Mm -hmm. um, because uh, certain unmentionables um, who broke that number tended to be of the steroid persuasion.
2: Mm. Um, That's the nicest way to say they were juiced. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All all three of them. (laughs) but
0: But then there are those who consider that 61 should not be the single season home run record. It should be 60 because... Uh, as I recall, Maris required an extra game mm. to hit 61. Mm-hmm. But then there are those who think Babe Ruth doesn't deserve the single-season home run record because he played during the segregated era, um, which just leads to the one conclusion, I am the single-season home run record. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you break and it all down like that makes sense. Yeah. Makes total sense. Exactly. I, I
0: dare you to disprove it. Exactly. <laughs>
1: That's like a little bit about fact checking, right? I think that's what you' like a
0: lawyer, uh, Yeah, yeah my in fact, speaking of things that may or may not be true uh oh, depending on if I say them <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I've been watching I watch you guys constantly, even when I'm not yeah
2: and uh you, you, that's, that's actually not true I'm fact checking that he only watches his episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um. You guys have
0: said some things in recent episodes that weren't uh, accurate. Oh, I've been a um,
2: I've been a full hard blowhard for the last about b- we're bouncing around a little bit, yeah, yeah.
0: So I, you know, I, I I've taken some notes, and I, there are some things that you guys need to we need to fix here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, firstly, John, we are not a nation of 3.3 billion.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably, probably not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there are, I think, as Matt correctly pointed out, more approximately 330 million, although I, that might be low still. Yeah. Uh but we are as far as I know, we are below four hundred million.
2: So. <laughs> well that this means we need to fire the one holding the cue cards, so we'll take care of that. <laughs> yeah. exactly. You you basically
0: in, in assuming that we had three point three billion people, you basically multiplied India's population by three.
2: Nice. Uh, well, at least I did something kind of right. Uh,
0: uh, but then, at the same time, Matt, uh, you did some calculating, and you said that it was point zero 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 two percent. Yeah, I think that I think it was seventy five thousand cases. Yeah, per day. Per day. So you yeah. divided that by 330 30 million. thirty. Thirty million. Yeah. Came up with point zero 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 two percent. Yeah you forgot to multiply by 100 100 yeah. Per percentage so it was actually 0.02%
2: that yeah. actually happens pretty much every episode we forget <laughs> <that>. uh,
0: <laughs> this one this one really pains me oh no uh, but you guys uh Fauci, he who shall not be named uh he actually has a medical degree was from it
2: from Kina. a cracker jack box <laughs> <laughs>
0: I hope to God your listeners don't have uh, any Cornell alumni. Among them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. boom, that boom. might be, that might be a problem. Okay. Uh, and then uh, just to correct you guys. So Joe Biden was not the authoritarian captain of the Queen Anne's revenge. Uh, that was in fact, Blackbeard.
2: Oh, um, man, I always get right? that wrong.
0: Okay. And then Matt, uh, the, the high pitched whining in your ear is oh. not, marjorie taylor Greene's latest conspiracy theory Um, that is that is actually a symptom of tinnitus you might want to get that checked out yeah i i don't
1: Um, think i have that but i appreciate the fyi there i don't think i have that but yeah i appreciate that
0: well those those are just some of the things you guys have said on air that uh needed to be fact-checked
1: I certainly don't remember the Marjorie Taylor Greene comment, but I do appreciate the FYI. I noticed
0: you didn't fact-check me
1: on the fact that I want to fight Chris Cuomo. Hey, speaking of, let's dive right into the topic.
0: Oh, wait, but... wait, I have. I, I just need to get something off my chest here now. Oh, go for it. Go for it. I'm sorry. You know, you guys got me. I, those last couple things, they weren't actually things you said. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't want to be a fact-checker, man.
1: I know. It's one of the worst jobs ever. Because you have to be checking the fact checks. Who's the fact checking the fact checkers?
0: I wanted to be... Chris Cuomo. (laughs) Staring into the camera like a tool. (laughs) Passing off opinions as news. (laughs) Abusing my media power to help my brother cover up sexual misconduct. (laughs) And I would sing... Sing, sing. Sing. (laughs) I'm a douche. I'm a douche. Just a big old timey douche. And I I can't think of anything to rhyme with douche, so I'm not singing anymore. I'm done. (laughs) We did not
1: pay Steve to do that, but that was fantastic, bud. I'll get my
0: invoice later.
1: I will definitely get an invoice later, I'm sure. We'll pay you the 20 bucks later. But to that being said, with that beautiful intro, gents, our first topic, of course, CNN. You know, they've been under fire recently. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed. uh, Chris Cuomo, of course, being suspended indefinitely.
2: uh, On my birthday. What a gift.
1: Love it. Love Happy it. Happy
2: birthday, John. <laughs> what a gift.
1: You know, and I, I keep thinking, like, if there was one guy you would want to
2: box, it would be this guy. Um, oh, I physically want to assault him. I might lose, but I, I want to at least try. Oh, I could definitely see you doing a little bit, you know, taking a I definitely uh, want to try. One. Yeah. He works out way more than I do. Just check his Instagram.
1: Yeah. So the suspension, just to read a little bit from the article here that comes from uh, NPR, uh, the suspension of the host of Cuomo Primetime got to love that title. Yeah, because that's uh, a great
2: show. Yeah, I know,
1: exactly. It's very uh, original. Comes a day after the release of thousands of documents from the office of New York Attorney General Letitia James showing that Cuomo used his context to dig into the governor's accusers. Uh, they also show he consulted with various sources to help the elder Cuomo manage his sexual misconduct scandals uh, oh, yeah. that led to his resignation. Oh, yeah. Uh... Gents, this is kind of a very interesting topic to bring up, because I've brought up on this podcast before the idea that we need to kind of reform the media. Joe Rogan kind of brought it up on his podcast, I just want the news, thank you very much, I'll make my own decisions, essentially. Paraphrasing what what he said.
2: That's what the the new owner of CNN said, which I can see why he would... He would be a part of suspending Cuomo indefinitely because he's definitely not. A, yeah. He's not a guy that creates the news. He's a guy that makes up the news. Yeah, so suspending him just for misconduct isn't the whole story because, you know, he made it through this long. I think they're. I think they're changing things at CNN, and this is one that you're, we're not going to see him on air anymore. He's done. No. He's disgraced his. He's disgraced his shitty family. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, and it makes me wonder too that I think. My hope is that you we start to see more of like Fox News, CNN actually become news like genuine news channels and not be the Democrat or Republican operative channels that it's becoming or it has become over the last 15 to 20 years. Rogan made a comment on his podcast it's like the CNN of like 15, 20 years ago is far different than what it is now. You know, that kind of a deal. Oh, absolutely. And it's so funny because I have like a, a a little letter here from the White Horse Inn, which I subscribe to. It's a podcast, a Christian podcast. And uh, Ted Turner, when he launched CNN, this is a great quote. He hoped the news coverage would, quote, bring together in brotherhood and kindness and friendship and in peace the people of this nation and this world when he launched okay. CNN. That was a
2: direct quote. Sounds like a left-wing lie.
1: I, yeah. I mean – When you hear something like that, that's kind of like, that's not exactly what a news organization should really concern itself with. It should really focus on telling us who, the what, where, why, and
2: when are. I I remember uh, when he bought it, and then a couple years later, Rupert Murdoch bought Fox. And I remember, I can't remember where I was, but I just remember the thought I had was like, hmm, that's corporatized. Let's see how this goes. Mm-hmm. Because two two guys that are completely on two different sides of of the aisle completely they're extremists mm-hmm. on both ends. Yeah, they bought up two networks. Yeah, Fox News has done a better job in the last fifteen years, kind of coming back, even though they do curtail to extreme right wing people like Bongino. Mm-hmm. He probably should. He's not going to fit in the narrative that we're trying to push. He's going right. to be he's going to be far right, but.
1: But, yeah, it's it's interesting because, to to me, it's like, you know, if we want to have the credibility in the media, yeah, or the, really the media has to restore its own credibility, this is one way to do it, is to basically get rid of that. all these operatives that are in the media now. What are your thoughts, Steve,
0: on this, real quick? Sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, first thing, with just on Cuomo himself, I mean, was anybody really surprised? No. Frankly? Not no. really. Um and then, uh, you know, hoping Fox News follows the CNN. Uh, we we got to get some journalists. Well, they got some people they got to clear out of there for that to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, s- saying media credibility, that I think is, is really where they've fallen in the last, I don't know how many years. I mean, I, I, I think the first time I actually started reading the news like paper mm. was when I was going to college and was picking up the free metro.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you know from the from the train stations and that was that was really just kind of you know it was a thin you, you'd finish it before the train ride was over yeah uh, and it was just a thin paper mm. and it was really just like three paragraphs of an ap story and the ap mm. is you know they sort of still stick to who what when, when they try they <laughs> try yeah but uh, the the way the media is anymore I, I have a story i can relay just from this week um i i saw a headline on yahoo which is you know uh Mm. in and of itself not great to be a good source but the headline read uh the the something along the lines of the suspect in the the waukesha car Mm -hmm. um incident yeah you know he he speaks for the first time since ramming his car into all those people Mm -hmm. i'm like thinking oh okay so he's gonna have Something to say, or you know, whatever. And I click and I go in the article, and what it says is, uh "Yeah, he had a he had a preliminary hearing, and when the court clerk asked him if he could hear, it, he
2: said yes." <laughs> that's about right for Yahoo. It's yeah, pretty <laughs> that's much right. Yeah. right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wait, oh. Was
0: that not a completely misleading headline?
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. Clickbait.
0: Ridiculous. Yeah. Complete this is, clickbait. This is what. This is no. what the media has become.
1: It's- yes.
2: Yes, absolutely. It just,
0: no. mm.
1: Yeah, it's just nothing but clickbait. And it's just, it, it's so ridiculous. And it's like, I can remember, like, they misquote that, speaking of an entire incident, that is a horrific incident, obviously. But they oh, you know, some of the headlines were like, an SUV ran, you know, yeah, not a person. Was <laughs> responsible person, for putting these people over. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. A car by itself cannot move without an operator, right? I mean, by God. You know, and it's like... Alec
0: Baldwin oh, said wow. a gun can't yeah, like, an operator. If you leave the parking brake up and it in
2: neutral, you know, it can, mm, can move, I guess. But still, but still human error. I've never true. seen a parked car. True. We don't have Bumblebee here. <laughs>
1: no. It Although that was like... my favorite, t- that was my favorite Transformer. Nice, Avengers.
2: yeah, one but of my
1: The cartoon,
0: yeah, oh yeah, heck yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, nah. absolutely. Oh, Swing and Beetle. Are You can me? come on,
0: yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Matt, has, Matt has never been shy about complaining about how bad the Michael Bay Transformer movies were. Yeah, it's it pretty nice. bad. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, let's face it. When at the at the beginning, when I went into that movie, I was thinking like, oh my god, this is going to be like the greatest Transformer movie ever. It's like a world, of world's clash, you know, all that kind of stuff. big. And it wasn't even close to that. It and was.
2: And then just... Shia LaBeouf showed up. Shia uh... LaBeouf showed up, and Megan
1: Fox staring in the camera for about two minutes, and the classic "Wait for it." Why are you here? You know. Like... <laughs> he
0: <laughs>
2: Why are any of here, like Megan? That?
1: I don't know. You know, but yeah, that was our kind of our thoughts. I mean, it's just like the media has a very, very long way to go, gents. Right at, oh, at the absolutely. end of the day, to kind of restore their credibility. It kind of goes back to what. I was even thinking about really what Neil Postman wrote in his book, Amusing Ourselves to Death. He was kind of laying the foundations of what he was seeing back then of problems with the media, mm-hmm. being very showy, being very, you know, glamorous and, you know, putting, you know, makeup on a pig, basically. And it's kinda of like, well, you know, not much going on here other than, you know, your integrity is going straight down the twos because you're promoting certain narratives. And that's I, not
0: I, what we want. I think and it's just probably been beaten to death a lot. Everywhere, but I think part of the problem is these, especially like the 24 hours news networks, where yeah, you need to have something happening all mm-hmm. the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, they're trying to compete now with social media, yeah. Uh, and so they feel like, well, the facts will get out on social media, so mm-hmm. we have to opinionate on those facts to fill our airtime and get people to yep. tune in, yeah.
2: Um,
0: they literally
2: stole espn's concept Mm -hmm. on how to how to produce news yeah how many times in our life have we seen somebody and somebody make a trade and it's for x y and z and then three days later it turns out to be a b and c yeah because they don't they just know they get their source they're single source. They don't verify anything anymore because they don't have to verify anything. That's uh-huh. our ending thing with Denzel Washington. He talks about it like if you read the paper, you're, you're – As long as it's fast. It, if you don't read as it – As long as it's fast,
1: you know, it doesn't matter if it's right as long as it's fast.
2: Yeah. yeah. As and long it, as you not,
1: have it first. It's, yeah.
0: It's not just fast and the Cuomo thing and, and the Fox News guys. It's all mm-hmm. – it's not accurate. Yeah. At all. It's always got yeah. i mean it it always blows my mind again yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna throw yahoo under the bus again mm-hmm. you get you know two people in politics sparring you know mm-hmm. like aoc and ted cruz are snipping at each other mm-hmm. and one one liberal-sided um magazine or newspaper yeah. is going to talk about how you know great aoc's response Seems. and comeback was yeah. and you read like the fox side and it's how how smart I'm, ted cruz looked. was like <laughs> they both look like freaking junior animals? high assholes okay <laughs> most of the time yes exactly do your fucking job, job. okay exactly. legislate stop with up. this bullshit And it's the news people that are feeding into it because they, they try to blow these people up into something bigger than they actually are.
2: Exactly. They're celebrities instead of public servants. And that's the, that that's where it needs to stop.
1: That's where, yeah. I was just going to say like Washington DC is like Hollywood for like poor people. Essentially. That's exactly what I've heard Washington DC to be. And that's exactly what it is. You know, that kind of deal. But Let's move on, gents, to topic two. And this was a very fascinating... All three of us are huge space fans. We love it. Yes, yes. And uh, so we found this very art, this, uh, article very interesting. What were you looking at, John? I'm sorry.
2: Uh, it's the asteroid. Oh, the asteroid? Uh... Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, <sorry.
1: laughs> apparently, there is a 1,082-foot space rock that's
0: heading uh, Earth's way should skim past us on December 11th. So for for reference, that was, I believe, the article said Eiffel Tower sized or something. Yeah. Like that yes. that
1: yeah. Well over 492 per feet. Perspective. Long. Yeah. Yes. yes. Will come within. I was wrong on this in pre-production. I'm reading it now. It uh, will come within 4.6 million miles. I thought it was two. I'm correcting my own fact-checking. How about that? There you that? go. Look, yeah. you're fact-checking yourself now. Fact-checking awesome. myself in the episode. How cool is I that? I hired the cue card guy, so I can't really talk that much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 4.6 million miles of Earth this asteroid's going to come, which is in the potentially hazardous category, gents, and, and according to NASA, but it's not expected to impact Earth, obviously. Uh, it'll shoot past our planet at 14,700 miles per hour. And is expecting the space rock to stay two point four million
2: miles away from us. That's where the two point four comes from. So we're gonna get a nice thick breeze off the coast of California. Got it. Okay. yeah, pretty yeah. Much Sounds much. like OSHA wrote that, not NASA. That's <laughs> what <laughs> I mean, it sounds like.
1: It's essentially ten times the distance between Earth and the Moon, so that was very uh very, very
2: interesting. So is the moon um, in danger or we're just not we're not talking about the moon? Okay. I, I
1: guess not. not. I guess it's it's gonna it's gonna like skim by us, but it's not gonna be life-altering or life-shattering or, like, we're not going to send Bruce Willis up there to, you know... I'm knock glad, him out I'm glad they out. wrote that
2: article because it seems like, you know...
1: Which, I, mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, every time one of these articles comes out, I automatically think of Armageddon every single time. <laughs> exactly,
2: because that's all, that's all we have.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> Steve goes and goes up there, are
2: you me. kidding me? Come on, you know? It's like, it's the greatest movie of all time. It's, like, one of the best. Every time I wake up and see it, I'm like, where's Ben Affleck? I wonder. <laughs> Who's he dating yeah. now, because <laughs> he needs to go. <laughs> like, exactly,
1: but I mean, this is—it's fascinating. Um, they say here NASA considers anything passing within 120 million miles of Earth a near Earth
2: object or NEO for short. That's,
0: that's, that's 120 cute. million miles is farther than the the orbit from the, around the sun.
2: I have a I have a question though. Okay, since since go they on. have these little these beautiful things, how much does the dude get paid that made that up? Yeah. Cause you know like they have a standard in practices and they're like, okay, so a near earth event, what are we gonna call it? And then the dude <laughs> goes back to his people and they're like, Well, it's gotta be something cool. It can't be too cool. What the I wanna know what that guy gets paid, because that's like the biggest <laughs> bullshit job ever. <laughs>
1: He's probably making about $80,000 a year, John, I would think. That's not bad. I mean, are the benefits good
2: at NASA? I, don't, I live pretty close. I mean, a lot I'm of
1: brainstorming, like... probably. Good meetings, whatever. You t- take different you know, ideas from other people. You
0: guys, You guys got to be good at math, which is, has shown up. Yeah, I, I'm terrible. You're I'm terrible saying. at that. Yeah, exactly. I know Fauci's yeah. full of shit. I just don't know the math on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, so that, did, did they, they said potentially hazardous in that article? Potentially hazardous. Was that because of the size? Probably, I would think so. Yeah, and the fact that
1: it's you know, quote unquote, close to us, you know, that kind of deal. Because it's saying like, if, if anyone, if it, if it changes in its trajectory just slightly, it could potentially be really. Oh real well,
0: scary. sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, get you know, gravity affecting it from all over the place. You could, oh sure. Uh, yeah, uh, a Eiffel Tower size asteroid that'll uh, that would be problematic.
2: Never yeah, makes that make some that Pretty good Yeah
0: it would not just for your local government that would be uh it would that would well, be I mean, less coronavirus
1: should be done with really you
0: know at the end of the day it's not it would, i don't think it would be a global killer i don't think so either um yeah. that's more like dinosaur um uh, time <laughs> you know the, that was the one that hit earth during the dinosaurs was about six miles wide they figure oh wow something yeah, awesome. something more than a mile is probably a, a good chance you're not going to have much surviving mm. Uh, but Eiffel Tower sized might cause some unpleasant winters. Um, for Makes sense. Years, but, Interesting. Uh,
2: not a not a global. But it definitely thing. doesn't seem like it's going to hit us at all. No, no. Well, I mean,
0: you, we when Matt made the mistake earlier to say it was going to pass within two million miles. Yeah. The moon is only three hundred thousand miles, so it's not mm-hmm. even passing within the orbit of the moon. So yeah. I to me that's yeah. not.
2: Now looking at it, not knowing much about much, just if it's if it's going to pass outside the mo- that seems far. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 for sure.
2: Yeah. Is there any is so there's nothing that's going to happen like at all
0: nothing. with this? No, no. okay. This so is, so is, the New
2: York Post is concerned.
0: They. They like to throw these articles up once in a while, just to remind everyone that space, that asteroids exists, and and to
1: you know bring up Armageddon and to bring up Armageddon.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm also gonna I'm also gonna get political with with Barack Obama real quick. It's really nice to hear NASA making comments because they got refunded after Obama, so (laughs) (laughs) I gotta feel good about that.
1: I thought there was.
2: I thought there was one recently,
0: not as big as the Eiffel Tower, but I thought there was an asteroid as a pretty decent size that actually flew within the corridor kind of between the moon and the earth. but it was, there it, were, yeah there was something
1: it is interesting you mentioned that see because later on in the new york post article here they say that there was an asteroid Nereus, n e r e u s mm-hmm. first spotted in nineteen eighty two and this asteroid apparently passes by Earth pretty frequently. So, essentially, what NASA and this Japanese space agency, JAXA, is considering they is they're going to try and punch name. it off course by sending a nuclear missile against it or whatever. Um, but they're basically what they call the double asteroid redirection test. So, they're going to try and knock it off course by sending it out to the other part of the Milky Way.
0: That seems dumb. That's, but that's something they're considering. That's not something I that's going to happen that's, tomorrow. I think that's a proof of concept. I think it is. Like they're, they're doing it because they've got something that comes by often enough. Yeah. And they know what its trajectory is that they can test that just in case something, something were to actually come. was yeah. coming at us. Because that
2: makes that makes a ton of sense Yeah, because I mean, I mean, you have you concern, reliable data.
0: You're concerned yeah. about their funding, John. Uh, the last I heard, I think it said NASA has got enough funding to search like, one percent of the sky No, they do now
2: they do now but they were they were uh they were unfunded for a while
0: i mean they they cannot catch the little stuff um and even this eiffel tower size it's probably they only know about it either because they've seen it before or um Mm -hmm. they've recently you know came across it it's it's hard to find that kind of stuff in space so we don't know for sure what's coming our way ever so you know better to be prepared did they the article actually say they're going to launch a a missile no because one of the uh, one of the other techniques i've heard of is like
2: well uh, landing something
0: landing something on it and deploying like a giant solar sail or something like that To
2: i have heard of that yeah well, I mean,
1: you think about what happened to that movie, in *Armageddon*. Right? I keep going back to that, but it's like they drilled all the way straight down. They couldn't get all the way down to the, you know, to plant the nuclear weapon to go in there. So they blew up themselves, and that blew up the entire asteroid and saved all of Earth and all of humanity. It was great. It's the okay. single greatest movie
0: I've ever seen. No. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the other dopey movie from that summer, uh, *Deep Impact*? Yes. I, yeah, where I have, have seen that yet. Where Yeah. Where they split the planet yeah. and oops, the, the one beast still hits the earth. <laughs> Morgan Freeman's the president? I mean, come
1: on. You know, it was just, it was that was even great. Oh, Morgan but, Freeman would make a fantastic. Oh, he's a great oh, yeah, president. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he would be terrific. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, later on in the article, towards the end, New York Post throws this in, gents, and uh, I'm going to just, I'm going to toss this over to Mr. Murray for his uh, thoughts. Uh, in other news, NASA has plans to put a nuclear power plant on the moon. Within this decade, and when I read that, I freaked out, thinking, <laughs> "What the hell are we
0: planning to do that for?" You plant hugging hippie.
1: <laughs> well, guilty as charged. I suppose. All right,
0: well, what are you? Right, what are you worried about? Let's, let's, I don't let's, know. Let's, I, I'm putting you on the couch. I'm the therapist. What, what's your concern here? I, I think
2: I'm just watching.
1: The the one thing that I, I, I wonder about is why. what's What would be the purpose of putting a nuclear power plant on the moon unless you wanted to go to Mars or unless you wanted to go to Jupiter or Saturn you needed the actual fuel That would make sense to me. That would make total sense.
2: Well, that, I feel just before Steve gets into it, it has everything to do with the Artemis thing that we've covered before. Yeah. It totally has everything to do with moon to Mars. Yeah. yeah That's all I had to add to that, so I'll just say. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, 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 John's right. Um, you know, part of launching expeditions to farther planets like Mars or or beyond, Mm -hmm. um, the lunar base is going to be come of increasing importance. Hmm. Uh, and to get power on the moon, uh, you can't use um wind generators because ain't no wind blowing on the moon. Yeah, uh, you can't, we're
2: quoting him on that one. (laughs) <laughs> there ain't no wind
0: on the moon <laughs> blowing on the moon ain't no wind blowing on the moon uh can't use hydroelectric power because yep. there ain't no running water on the moon nope um solar is not really a valid concept uh and to get to burn coal up there to get your electricity you're gonna have to lug all the coal up there oh yeah uh, it would be a hell of a lot easier to take some uranium rods and transport them to the moon. That's yeah. and it's much more efficient. It's cleaner. Um, it just makes sense from a yep. practical perspective to you know, yeah. um, you know use a nuclear to, to use a nuclear power plant on the moon if you That's need great power.
2: Yeah, as long, as long as Homer Simpson is in, in charge, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> My only concern. Why? 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 Why?
0: That's, that's a foolproof system right there. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, but uh, Matt, you also you also told us in pre-production you were concerned about blowing the moon up and yeah.
2: I'm uh, yeah. so, yeah. really not that fond of the moon, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> it's there, I mean, I nice look at I, it. I look at it every once in a while. Every once in a while. I have no, no, It goes through phases like, between us i would have missed the moon if it wasn't there unless like gravity has something to do with it i just it's my only what was the
0: movie where they flew something and like they clipped the moon and a big like chunk fell out of it i don't remember
2: what that was oh i don't remember i remember um
0: but but anyway to get us back on topic and
2: exploding the moon um we're never on topic when you're on
0: let me let me give you one-on-one on how a nuclear power plant works go for it okay um so the way, the way nuclear power is generated is you are splitting atoms. Atoms hold a tremendous amount of energy. Mm-hmm. And when you have a uranium atom, uh, as you probably know from periodic table, it's very high. So it has many, many mm-hmm. uh, uh, pieces to it. Protons and neutrons. Neutrons. And neutrons. Protons, yep. Okay. So the way nuclear fission works is you shoot a neutron at the uranium atom and you split it into two smaller atoms and also when you do that a tremendous amount of energy is released Mm. okay and so the concept of a nuclear power plant is you have these rods full of uranium um, and you enrich the uranium so that when you fire a bunch of neutrons in there you get a reaction where it's constantly splitting and you're constantly generating energy Mm. and the energy is then used to heat water into steam which mm. turns a turbine which is what actually generates generates all the power mm-hmm. to generate a nuclear explosion mm. which is what your concern was <laughs> you, the the uranium for a nuclear power plant is not enriched enough to it, what you have to have for a nuclear explosion is basically a runaway reaction mm. where it's just totally uncontrolled once you start the reaction it just Expands Just expands out of control. yeah, And it goes out of control and you release all that energy at once in a mm. nuclear explosion. Mm. Which can't um,
2: happen in the plant because the plant's not designed to do that.
0: Well, which the, the, not the plant, but the uranium rod is not enriched to the point where you can't it run out of that. control. Right. Okay. So that's, you know, when, when you talk about like, you know, the whole concern with Iran and getting their nuclear power plants up and running mm-hmm. was, yeah, so they use these centrifuges to enrich the uranium. The concern was, well, they're not just going to go to do it for their power plants. Mm-hmm. They're going to enrich it even more to spin up nuclear weapons. Yes. Which is the concern. So bottom line is if you're building a nuclear reactor on the moon, you don't have to worry about it blowing up in a, a, an atomic bomb explosion because the uranium is not in a state where that would be allowed to happen. Mm. Now, when you have like, you know, Fukushima, uh, you had the earthquake what happened there was a meltdown and that's a more likely possibility yeah um that's where the uranium y- your cooling system fails mm-hmm. and the uranium heats the the energy heats the uranium so much that it melts and it actually melts through mm. the contain the containment system
1: mm-hmm.
0: and leaks into the ground and then the uranium and the other radioactive uh materials get into groundwater they they mm. you know they infect for lack of a better term uh is
1: that what happened with Three Mile Island,
0: Steve? Uh, Three Mile Island, I don't remember if they actually... They were close to a meltdown. I don't know if it actually... But they
1: melted. didn't actually do it. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, the one in Fukushima did meltdown. There was one of the reactors had the, had the problem. But you're not going to have earthquakes on the moon. Uh, <laughs> you're, yeah. you're, if anything, the the worst thing that could probably happen is you get slammed by a, a meteor yeah. uh, on the moon. And then... Because the moon doesn't have the atmosphere to burn up the little ones like Earth does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they could get bombarded a little bit, but yeah. you know, it's if cool. it's if it happens on the moon, it's only going to affect the moon. Well, that, that makes me part. feel. makes me feel so much better.
1: <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. I love I love talking science and uh, you know, <laughs> especially in space. No, seriously. You, know,
0: you want you want to know how the the first atomic bombs were built? It was basically they took a chunk of uranium. Yeah. And they had a gun. And the gun shot another piece of uranium. Oh no! And just forced the reaction, and that's how those worked.
2: Oh my gosh, that's
1: that is interesting. Did they fire the flint like maybe a flintlock rifle? I mean, what? (laughs) It's like why? Uh,
0: It was all internalized. I don't think they wanted somebody doing that.
1: No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that in a very controlled environment. Exactly. Right. That's too funny. Well, turning to social media news, gents. Topic three. Um, John, we're back, back on Twitter. My yes. God, yes. Two yes. is back on Twitter, and we don't
2: think we're going to go into jail. Because- no, no, definitely not. No, we went back on Twitter because we we're, we're keeping our end of the bargain. Yeah. Once, once Jack Dorsey stepped down, or got thrown out, or got beat up, or whatever, I said, you know, we would go back on Twitter. You no, know so it's back a good
1: thing. You know, it's a good thing when your company's shares surged nearly ten percent following the announcement. That's, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's unbelievable. Um, but yeah, he was apparently uh, Dorsey was the CEO of two companies. Uh, he also is the CEO of Square, mm-hmm. uh, and so he will now be doing just Square full time. But thank the Lord God, this jackass isn't a part of Twitter because he is. I mean, be perfectly honest, Twitter is a cesspool, and you know, quite honestly, we need to have a change in that. Yes, Mr. May, ask a question. Go Um,
0: for it. So I, I cannot recall um, what was it about Dorsey in particular that made you guys.
2: I'm going to leave that to John. It was, it was, it all had to do with his opposition to the 230 thing. Like, he thought it was paramount that they keep 230. And it, it just became apparent, especially, like, especially during that time when they were doing those hearings and everything, that they had no idea what they were doing with the company. And it was just coming out constantly. Like, their privacy was, was just. Off the charts, mm. just wrong. Like they, they did. We weren't even governing their companies properly, mm. and that's when I was just like, "Well, I don't. I, I didn't want to be a part of social media, but of course, having a podcast, you need to be." So it was like pick and choose. <laughs> you know, at least I know. I didn't know anything about Darcy as being a scumbag until much later. So that's why I kind of. I, I know Zuckerberg is an ass. That's easy. I mean, just look at him. <laughs> Pretty simple to know that he's a piece of crap. But, yeah, Darcy just as growingly, after seeing him on Rogan's podcast, that's when I I made that. Like, he doesn't know anything about his company, and he's got a lot of people that don't like people running his company. Yeah. So him stepping down is going to be good because his people aren't going to have jobs.
1: Article here from from Reuters. Real quick, Steve. I'll let you have the floor after this. Over the past year, Twitter has uh, fought to end years-long criticisms that have been slow to introduce new features for its 211 million daily users. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and was losing ground to social media giants like Instagram and TikTok. Everything seems now to be Instagram, TikTok now yeah. on the social media side and not so much on the Twitter side of the things. And I, the only thing that I could really remember on Twitter that was really huge was when they went from 70 to 140 in terms of the number of characters. Yeah. That was, like, the only thing that I can remember. Everything else was pretty much, you know, trash, you know, at, at that point. But, Steve, go ahead. You were going to say well,
0: something. Well, what I was going to say was that um, I agree with you that Twitter is really a cesspool because it's mm-hmm. just – you get a lot of garbage. I think I've been on here before. I only follow certain people, and it's mainly for, like, sports. Yeah, yeah. And stuff. yeah. Um, but I agree with you. But I didn't realize whether or not Dorsey had – you know, does his stepping aside going to change that? Uh, somewhat not
1: not fully it's interesting because they've gone with their chief technology officer as a ceo he's been there for 10 years Mm -hmm. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see like what he does their ad revenue is definitely down uh it earns the majority of its revenue through ads Mm -hmm. um on its website but its app um reuters makes a mention here its ability to offer highly targeted advertising to drive product sales has lagged far behind larger arrivals like facebook According to advertising experts, so they have lost they have lost revenue over the years. They haven't really; it have been kind of stale, I guess you could say, in the
2: last few years. Very much so. Very much so.
1: And it's kind of you know, and when you have a a reput- when your primary reputation is you're a cesspool, you're the worst part of humanity every single day. That's going to be a lot to for that CTO now to be the CEO. He's got a lot to clean up.
2: Well, Darcy was taking lumps too because of the oh, yeah. of the of the hearings. He oh, 100%. A, he yeah. came off as a righteous, self-serve. Like, he yeah. didn't come off as – I think just getting rid of that vibe mm-hmm. will make Twitter better because he, he just came off as a vibe. Like he was not a nice person and could give a crap about people. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know what my privacy settings are when he could have been affecting millions of people, Like, I I don't know. I don't pay attention to that. And they were digging stuff up that was literally like, dude, you're censoring anything that you want to censor that doesn't agree with your political love. And he was like, oh, that's not the way it works. I I, I don't know how it works, but that's not the way it works. And he was like constantly, like, making an ass of himself over and over again.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And again, I, I think to your point, John, what you just said, I mean, let's just stop to think about it. You know, if you don't like somebody on follow, you do have the option not to follow yeah. them anymore on Twitter. But they took the extra step to ban people, and that's where people really start getting up. You start. To that, was weird. It. that was weird. That was really, really weird. weird. Yeah, it's like you do just... have the option as a person that if you don't like to follow somebody, you that's can nice. not follow them anymore. You yeah. know that kind of a deal. So, I mean, it's not up to a other third party to make that call for you you have the individual responsibility to do that you know and that individual choice to do Sounds that, like a lot right? of what you we want to follow somebody it. or not you know that kind of deal so i mean you know, i'm man. in a way i'm kind of glad we're back but at the same way it's kind of like i don't know what we're gonna we'll have to figure that out but well,
0: I, matt doesn't want to manage
2: social media i'll
0: man. have i'll have someone more to interact with on twitter there we go oh, there you go yeah
2: um, By the way, follow Steve on social media. Yes, yes. We will.
1: Social media, right? I mean, that's such a great tagline. I just love that. Your Twitter follow. We'll have to throw that oh, up
2: there. That we'll, me, try to, okay. we'll try to clip this part of the video and throw it up there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try to do that.
0: Let me vent a little bit on that, too, mm-hmm. uh, because of my Dr. IP stuff I've I've had. Yeah. to try to promote it, try to branch out. I mm-hmm. hate Instagram. Mm. Uh, yeah, Instagram's tough. It's, yeah. it is a pain in the neck to post videos or mm-hmm. post anything. Like it's, it's almost like they on purpose made it difficult
2: to post from a computer. I yeah. absolutely like, 100% because I do everything from Instagram from my phone. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Yeah. What I, I, my videos, I can't do it from my phone because that's not I where I edit and do all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, you know? well, sure. Yeah. It's a pain in the butt. Yeah. Um, Facebook is a lot easier. For yes. That purpose. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Although yeah. we would not recommend going on there live.
2: Yeah. Remember never John? Do a live. We
1: first launched two noobs and we tried to do that. We did yeah, a Never do a live.
2: Facebook oh my god. And
1: we just could not get off the ground with Facebook live. It was just ridiculous.
2: It was
0: terrible. Well, people gotta know you're there and want to see you, you know.
2: Yeah. I... No, but hey, I mean we there were technical, technical issues. No, there we were technical on. It was it
1: was bizarre. It was so it's bad. And then we ended up doing a friend's live chat,
2: Now that, that really was the yeah. Way. We did Instagram. We started doing that, and that Instagram's so much easier for that. It's so much better for interaction, not video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, their reels are pretty simple, but still, you cannot do it off of a computer. You have to do it off of a phone. So
0: yeah, like I yeah. to so, I've done some posts where I've had to trick Instagrams on the browser into thinking I'm on a mobile phone. <laughs> nice. By, like, making the – like Google Chrome has this thing where you can – it's, a, like, a developer tool or something where you can simulate mm-hmm. as if you're on a mobile phone. No kidding. switch into that, and then from there you can sort of access Instagram's Oh, my gosh. That's wow, it's just so Steve, much of a pain.
2: Steve's throwing a secret out there that nobody knew about because I, I just gave up. As soon as I was there, <laughs> like, you can't do that on Instagram <laughs> on the browser. I close it out and started doing it on my phone. <laughs> well, look,
0: I know how to do it, and I gave up because it's – it's. Understood. Just, it's a pain so like all i do now is like i'll post the the uh the screenshot Mm. from the video and put the youtube link on there because that's pretty much all i can use it for but like facebook i can actually upload the video to play yeah uh twitter you don't get
2: enough time for my video yeah Mm. you get like a a, less than a minute yeah yeah it's well on
1: tiktok it's like john and i have been really successful on tiktok
2: yeah we get three minutes so do i i get three minutes too Yeah. Yeah, yeah three minutes that's good I I would love. I can't wait till we get a couple more TikTok followers. We've been gaining. The mm. more you get, the more features you get, and it just becomes easier and easier to use that app. That's. I think that's the wave of the future. To be honest, with social yeah. media and interacting with people, TikTok seems to be the way. Mm. That's that's, well, so that's
0: that, you know, That's bad news for me because <laughs> what I see there. <laughs>
2: it's, it's it's also it's all the one thing i learned tiktok being on it i've been on it been off it been on it been off it a couple times because i didn't like what i saw but from learning it and i'm i'm starting to get that algorithm for what we talk about mm-hmm. is starting to come up on the other side so i'm feeling we're sharing more because we're getting now it's not like huge increase but it, I mean, when you're getting one or two people a day that's mm-hmm. good yeah yeah, that's good.
0: No, that's really, really good. Yeah, that the the, and I think it also is bleeding into YouTube Shorts because I think people just take their TikTok video and yeah, stick it on shorts. there. Yeah. But my son watches just the stupidest crap. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and there's 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 this one guy on there who like, he. This is exactly how his voice sounds, and it makes me want to take a screwdriver <laughs> and jam it in my ear. <laughs> Okay, this is this is how he sounds like so i was watching this thing on tv and it showed up there oh, God. and that's uh, yeah it's oh and he does that for like a minute it's terrible oh, oh no it's awful Oh and, and this guy's got so many viewers and i'm like what is wrong with you i don't get, i don't get it yeah and then the other thing that bugs me about tiktok is like you know my wife will say oh i want to do this thing that she saw on tiktok i'm like mm-hmm. why do you why do you want to copy someone else
1: yeah be yourself do yeah. your own
0: original stuff stuff
2: that's, yeah you know,
0: wh- why are you mimicking somebody else that you've seen yeah do it? that's just exactly
2: it's, that that's that's the way that that's the way of the world yeah exactly. Oh, we're mimic society it's no wonder <laughs> no wonder yeah. the
0: world's going to a hell in a handbasket exactly.
2: <laughs> ah it's getting better we don't have an asteroid that's gonna hit us no exactly
1: exactly well, let's move on, gents. As we all do here on topic four, we're talking a little sports, and we're specifically talking a little Philly sports because
2: um, that's all we know.
1: We're going to throw up here a link uh, dating all the way back to episode forty-eight. For those, you can see that in the upper right-hand corner of the screen. Um, but uh, our prediction so far: the Eagles. Steve has is now six and six. I am five and seven baby. I'll take it. Yeah, I'm five and seven. John is three and nine. So, yeah. yeah so,
0: Winning.
1: It, yeah. So, it's very interesting to see, you know, the Eagles right now, they're five and seven, five and eight, I think, or something along those that's lines. Five, but five and seven. They're five and seven. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, they lose the game to the Giants, which is like, ah, I, you know, that's a game you should have won.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Particularly when the Giants are just God awful, as I figured that they would be. Um,
0: Mm-hmm. i i think i we matt you and i need to own something mm. i think john originally had them losing to the giants that's correct But then
2: i switched it for the jets and,
0: and then i think we talked you out
2: of it so. yes
1: <laughs> yeah
2: yeah so it's i had them because i wanted them to lose at that time i was like that's a total loss but i you know <laughs> i do do i i've never been good at I've never been good at predictions, so I'm just gonna just keep okay. being bad at it. It's fine. As long as I'm allowed in the conversation, I'm fine. I, I don't know what
1: to make of the Eagles right now. Um my thought is I mean, listen, they found their identity running the football. It's great <laughs> cool. you're doing it. I've heard Ruben Frank say, Well, you gotta throw to win. And it's like, yeah, okay, I get that too. We don't I'm have to- the moniker. The only one we've yeah, the only one we've got is Devontae right now. Uh and Dallas Goddard. And you need more people to step up. I mean, let's face it, Jalen Rager right now is lost. It's Nelson Aguilar 2.0 right now with him. Um, you know, he needs to kind of bounce back a little bit. Guys, okay. as we head to the home stretch, you know, the Eagles, they've got to win all five of their remaining games, I would think, to even get even a sniff in the playoffs. They're right in the mix of that last playoff spot. But even Hopefully. if they do, they're yeah, going up against the second seed, which I guess would be either the Packers or the Buccaneers or something like that. So you know they're Maybe not the going to make it. Yeah, or the Cardinals. You know they're not going to make it. So is it worth going after the seventh, you know, playoff spot? Or do you just play it out and hope that you get a really good draft pick towards the end? What are your guys' thoughts on this? I'll go I with that. Think,
2: I think uh, they just need to play. If you win, you win. If you lose, you lose. They They, they need camaraderie. Is what they yeah. need. They need. They need backup offensive linemen. They need. They need a defense that. Yeah. There are. They have T.J. Edwards, uh, Darius Slay, uh, Nelson. You have flashes of a defense. You ju- your defensive line is fine, mm-hmm. and their, their defensive line will always be fine. Mm-hmm. After Fletcher Cox, after Harger, they they know how to. The Eagles organization knows how to get guys that put pressure on the quarterback. They, they just know how to do it. Mm-hmm. It's that more linebacker. You gotta those safeties, those linebackers. You just gotta yeah. you gotta grow. Just like yeah. the just like the the championship team when when uh you you went from Andy Reid to Chip Kelly to Peterson, there yeah. was a maturation where you had to kind of learn the style. And I think they're just going through it again with a new coach. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be this year. It might not be next year, but they might have something. Yeah, that's what it's- they kind of seem like.
1: They have they have had flashes of brilliance here and there. Again with the running game, their offensive line has just played phenomenally well in the run game, that's for sure. Um and they've established an identity, but yeah, because it's, it's interesting. You look at it, you're right. John, the linebacking core, I can't remember the last time like we don't have any linebackers. We we just we don't. We don't have like your Seth joiners.
2: Yeah, well, T.J. Edwards is like the only, it's the closest one. one. Yeah, he's yeah. like the only one on the team that I would hold over if I was, you know, if I were to have a say in having linebackers. He's the only one that seems to be able to play in and out.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's going to be interesting too. Like, do they have? Are they going to go again with another wide receiver in the draft? Because you look at it, you got Devontae, and he's going to be a stud. But yeah. you've got the others are like, where are they? Like, how they with this team? Rager can't catch, Jay Jaw can't run routes, and Greg Ward is a former quarterback, term wide receiver who's somewhat decent, but not he can't
0: necessarily get on the field. He can't get on the field even with he those guys. He can't get on the
2: field. He yeah, got, so it's like got Chris Watkins, but he's a, he's a project.
0: Yeah, yeah. he's That's definitely a project. Years.
2: And uh, a Sega, a, a Sega Whiteside is the perfect person to run the same play that he's made two catches with. If they just ran that play once a game, <laughs> he would literally finish with 100 yards.
1: I was just going to say, is <laughs> that the square season, end like, or is that the post? One
2: one thing where Goddard runs past him about 100 miles an hour and he turns around and nobody's there and he just catches the ball and falls <laughs> down. They <laughs> found the perfect thing yeah. for him, but that's all he is. Yeah, That's yeah. all he is.
1: Yeah, he's yeah, the prototypical possession receiver. Steve, I mean, if you're looking at the Eagles – the number one, what would be the number one need that you see with the team right now? Overall, um, I mean
0: it is difficult, it's difficult, but it's tough because. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. After basically what's been a full season, I'm not sure I'm sold on Hertz as the quarterback. yeah. yeah. I, and I really wanted him to be because I like his attitude and I like yeah. his mm-hmm. competitiveness, Moxie, and yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's he. I've just seen him miss week after week so many like yeah basic throws, you know, to guys who are open. Mm-hmm.
2: Or yeah. missing guys that are open, right? Yeah. No, moving and too that, much,
0: and that just it 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 worries me that he's that he's not the guy we need, but I don't know that the guys in this year's draft
2: mm-hmm. are that guy. Yeah.
0: Are The guy. And I've heard talk of, well, you know, Russell Wilson might be in play. Well, do we want to give up three first round picks for an aging how old is Russell Wilson? Now Yeah,
2: he's got to be in his thirties. He's in his
0: thirties. Like, yeah. yeah. And Seahawks are going to be, dead. and
2: we're not, we're not a team that could be like that. Peyton Manning to the Denver Broncos. Right, we're just not that team. Exactly. So why would you make a move like if we were if we were legitimately that team if our defense was a little bit better and our offense was a little bit better and it yeah. was just the quarterback, totally make that move. Fully totally make that what move. What are we gonna grow with Russell Wilson?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We'll you want to get back into the Super Bowl really quickly? You make that move. But yeah, to your point, you just don't.
2: If I'm Pittsburgh, I would totally do that move.
1: Oh yeah, but I'm not. You know what I mean? I'm <laughs> the. I'm, I'm not. I'm not as. Let me kick out this 40-year-old quarterback, and I'll get a third. 30- yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> if, if, like, Pittsburgh, total perfect move, right? Yeah, exactly.
2: But they won't make a move like that because they've been, you know, winning because they're smart, and they know, well, we might not be that team, so we're not going to cost that. No. Yeah. We're not going to take that cost like Steve was saying. No.
1: Yeah.
2: I think just to pound on Steve's point, he's, he's very much right about Hurts, mm. but we probably have him for another two, three years because there isn't really anything – Above it. it's like a president of the United States. There's nothing over the horizon. We're kind of stuck with what we got. Yeah, and but so I you would just, can I would just build say, around him a little bit. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's what I was. Saying. I would build a defense around him mm-hmm. and focus more on like we haven't replaced, we haven't replaced Malcolm Jenkins, which means we haven't replaced Dawkins yet. Yeah, so maybe that's where we need to like up. Uh, I mean, McLeod's there. He's for, in his thirties. You kind of need,
1: yeah, you kind of need to rebuild that secondary a little bit, and then address a little bit of the linebackers, kind of built that stout defense up again, get more aggressive on defense, cause turnovers right. to come, and then you have Jalen Hurts with a short field instead of going
2: 70 a, yards every time. A free yeah. safety would probably make
1: yeah.
2: everything just a little bit better. Yeah, Like, just that, because we, we don't have that. No. Rodney McLeod is what Rodney, Rodney McLeod is always yeah. going to be as a strong safety. But what made... McLeod so great was that he was paired with a Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah. Who could who receiver could double down and cover and cover a wide receiver, receiver. Exactly. Cover a linebacker. Yeah. Cover a tight end. Yeah. He could do it. We don't have Rest that turnovers. Be there no. when you you know when
0: errors were made. Things like that. Yeah. If Roddy McLeod was covering a linebacker, we'd be in real trouble. Oh jeez. <laughs>
2: yeah. But that's a that's a problem because he's the only seasoned veteran, you know, in the middle of the field. The so the that's field. gonna happen every once in a while. Yeah. Because he's the only guy that's going to even understand. If you're running those young guys out, and that's what that's what uh, Epps was. I don't even know who started last game. It, it, it's a blur in mm. using because that defense is pretty similar to the defense we've run consistently for the last very many years. Yeah. Less on linebackers. They focus on secondary in the back and pass rush in the front. And when the pass rush don't get there, the secondary pays for it. I yeah. mean that's just this just it's Jeffrey Lurie's style of defense. Yeah. It's always it's been this way for ever.
1: Yeah.
2: Other than the Andy Reid when you, when you had Trotter and you had Dawkins, but you also had Trotter Dawkins, and you also had a really
1: good yeah. defensive linebacker. You were like strong on all three levels. You had like yeah you had Corey Simons to start, Hugh Douglas, you know things like that. And, and when you game. got a guy like
2: Jim Washburn who's coaching that defense, oh. you know, could, yeah. that defensive line no, was was. No, 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 no amazing. Oh, you're talking Jim Johnson. No, well, Washburn coaching the D-line and oh, then no, Johnson coaching the defense. No, no, no. I'm seeing a fact checker come up oh, here. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, Who no. was... No, it was the other guy. It was the... Uh, no, it was that... It was... Oh, man. He was the <laughs> offensive line coach that went to defensive line. Oh what yeah. the hell was his name? You're not oh. talking about Juan... Um, Kes- no, because he was offensive line. Juan no, no, no I'm, I'm lost now. There was a defensive line coach I liked, but I understand... The Jim Johnson thing is... Where we probably should go with it.
0: Yeah. Jim Washburn was a uh, was bad. That was
2: bad. Yeah, that was later <laughs> on in the end. I'm dude, that I'm was dream up. team. Wow. That was
0: dream team era. Uh, <coughs>
2: <coughs> oh, when we had a, when we had a, oh, um, god.
1: Oh. oh god, what was his name? The quarterback Juan Castillo Tennessee, was the and, uh, uh, was the coach
2: yeah, that I remember. Just, but he was offensive line, and they put him in the defensive yeah. line. And they line put
1: him back. as defensive coordinator. We're like, what? Yeah,
2: yeah that yeah. yeah that and wrong. then didn't the, they didn't. Was that after McDermott left? Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. They tried him out and he was bad. Yeah, actually,
1: McDermott was was somewhat decent. You know, he was coming. In, I mean, you can't follow Jim John. I mean, that's just unbelievable. Well, that's he true. Was something, yeah, was a legend. Yeah. But you know, when you <laughs> Andy was kind of going like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll throw my offensive line guy into the defensive coordinator position. What? uh Really? What was their defensive line? And game? I
0: really wanted him to succeed too, because yeah. Juan Castillo was a great guy. He was that big
1: wide oh, nine okay. guy,
0: you know. Yeah. He was like the guys were
1: way out on the outside, you much of the passer.
0: I remember his press conference. I'm like, all right, this is going to be interesting. It's a it's an off the board kind of pick. Well, let's see how it goes. And he's like, yeah, we're going to be fundamentally sound. We're going to be fast. I'm like, all right, I love everything I'm hearing. And then the next yeah. press conference, he says the same thing, and I'm like, all right, when are we going to get to like scheme and stuff? Yeah, yeah like <laughs> <what> are
2: you going to if you were never, but that's like, if you were never a, a, that coach, yeah. Like, it, I understand the theory, and it was a terrible theory. Like, you're going to move an offensive line coach to the defensive line because he plays against a no, defensive
0: not line. defensive line, John. He was the defensive coordinator. Yeah, he was the defensive coordinator. Coordinator.
2: You know, I'm, I'm dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I could see how I could see how they would do it. It's a terrible idea. But you're right. Where was the scheme? Where was the... It's kind of where we're at. It's kind of where we're at with this D coordinator. Exactly. Like, yeah. where is... Like, what are we doing? He's very passive. We got yeah. a really good defensive line. We got decent corners. I would, I like Nelson. I like... Well, every, how do you not like Slight? Yeah. He's just good at what he does. I like Nelson. I like, I like Avante Maddox.
1: Yeah, good slot cornerback. But and, yeah, it's like... The the hesitancy to blitz caused panic or whatever in the yeah, offensive backfield. Well,
0: if I've learned anything from listening to Seth Joyner, because he's he's fun to listen to. He's yeah, and he football. he knows
2: football probably better than so most. Good. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: it's the problem because they do blitz, but the problem is, and I think he's right. They don't disguise it. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, the quarterback, and we played a lot of quarterbacks this year who know their shit. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. You know, this, oh, yeah. Is, it's, this is not, uh, like you're not going to
1: fool Patrick Mahomes. You're not going to fool a Tom Brady. No, things like that. No. But.
0: but so they're not, even, they don't disguise. There's not enough like no. movement, pre-snap movement and bait and switches and things to kind of disguise what you're coming after. Yeah. It's just kind of straight ahead. And I just don't think that works. Yeah. You know, you, you have to, because no wonder that how many quarterbacks this year have completed over 80% of their passes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was like no the, wonder because if, if they know what the defense is going to do based on how it lines up pre-snap, then they know exactly where they need to put the ball and they can do Yeah, that. Six, okay. seven
1: weeks of the season, we were setting the records in the wrong way for yeah. giving up like, you know, 70 to 80% completion. I mean, that was ridiculous. But yeah, you know, gents, let's move on here real quick. We did not do a Flyers season preview no. No. last time we did. I don't think uh, we all had did my, my shouldn't have
2: an opinion. Flyers <laughs> right now are
1: seventh out of eight play uh, eight teams in the uh, Metropolitan Division. Uh, Steve, you'll be very interested to know this. I looked it up here. Uh, the last time the Flyers scored more than three goals
0: Uh-oh. was.
1: In Edmonton, back on October twenty seventh, when they won wow. five to three. Since then, uh, they have not scored more than three times. They're currently they've lost a ton of games ever since. Can't seem to generate any offense. Um, you know, it's kind of like that old meme you see a you know guy with a you know you know stick tr- stick figure and he's poking a stick at the Flyers logos. Do something, do something, do something. Right? I mean. This team just, I, I don't know what to make of it. It's like, you know, they completely overhaul the roster, and you think everything's going to be all right, but Ellis is out hurt, you know, the number one defenseman. He's out that's, hurt with that's a hip. Big. That's big. That's huge. That's huge. Huh? And, you know, so, again, the pressure is on Progeroff to kind of perform and, and do well. Um, Martin Jones has been kind of, I don't know, but he's Martin Jones. He's not exactly a world beater, you know, that kind of a deal. He's a backup goal. I,
0: look, goaltending has not been the problem mm. at all this year
2: the that off. It might off be the off. only not problem that they have
0: maybe uh, that's that's quite possible uh Carter Hart looks a hell of a lot better this season and they started off really well really well uh, and they, you know they didn't they beat some really good teams uh yeah. on the road oh yeah they, they beat Edmonton they beat Washington they beat um carolina there was a boston win in there too there was a boston win on the road they, mm-hmm. they won some games it wasn't like they were playing the 92 ottawa senators you know the first eight ten games of the
2: season that's a great reference i
0: <laughs> I, I really don't it it baffles me a little bit how because they they were they've been more committed to defense they were a hell of a lot better defensively this year uh, even the games they've been losing, it's only been like 2-1, 3-1. One, one. I mean, there's there's the occasional one, but they're not giving up goals like they were last year. Yeah. Um I one of the biggest culprits, I think, is the power play. Oh yeah.
2: I, I think I it it's either one or two, if you're really gonna look at it. It's it's either one or two in the problematic. It is. They
1: just I Power play percentage. Just looked it up here on uh, NHL.com. Flyers are thirtieth out of thirty-two teams. Yep. You can't 12, win. You can't win with
2: that. on the power play. That. You can't win with that. You can't win with that. Yeah. That's a, you could be the best penalty kill team in and, the league if your power play is that far down. Just to give you an your idea, your goal differential is just you're you're you're
1: you're going to lose. That's just to give you plan. an idea. The Edmonton Oilers, of course, they have Connor McDavid. Let's let you know. Oh, 35 percent on the power play. So 35? I mean, thirty-five percent well, on the power play—that's ridiculous. Yeah, one that's, out also, of every three. that's
2: also a, a, a ridiculous number. Yeah, <laughs> that's not, <laughs> no, that's not, I, I that's not even that. fair. That's not sustainable over a full eighty-two games. No, season. no. When they finish, when they finish at nineteen percent, let's talk about it. <laughs> that's where they should be. Thirty-five is way too way too high. One hard. out of every three times yeah, they're on power play, easy. they're scoring. The yeah. the ninety five red or the ninety six Red Wings weren't even that good on the power play, yeah. <laughs> like and they had everybody. Yeah, yeah. No, the the, the power, are middle of
1: the pack though in the penalty kill. So they, <laughs> to your point, Steve, they are doing very well defensively. They're they're yeah.
0: better defensively. The power play is just so bad. Like their entries yeah. are awful, awful. And I, I've never liked that that I think it's called the slingshot, where like somebody skates it up and then turns around and passes it to the next guy. Coming, I'm sorry, out I'm just I'm, I'm just,
2: disgusted. It. Yeah, I hate yeah. that. Oh, yeah. man.
0: The, one of the reasons I hate it is because I feel like every time the Flyers do that, that's the only guy who has any speed when he hits the blue line.
2: Well, yeah. what's a, 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 being a defensive hockey player and us playing hockey for a while, what's the first thing you're going to do? And just a player is going to make that move. If that's a guy with the speed, you're going to put two guys to push him to the outside, or you're going to push him to your defense. Right. If he's the only one moving. Why are you worried about that guy?
0: Yeah. Exactly. And that's what
2: teams are doing. You yeah. know, because if you dump it,
0: nobody's moving. So nobody's gonna they're gonna get the puck first. Mm-hmm. And if 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 nobody's moving and you don't dump it, then the puck carrier is gonna get checked by two or three guys and the puck's mm-hmm. going down the other way, and you gotta start all over again. Yeah.
1: I will say I, this too. Uh the final thing about this uh shots against per game. Mm-hmm. The flyers. 34.5 shots against.
0: Hmm. Loud.
2: Yeah, 30 of for? 32 in the league. Huh. How many shots for? Uh, it does not say here, unfortunately. Okay. I don't it, it sounds like they're not getting in their they're not keeping the puck in their zone. We're yeah. not getting out yeah, of the they're zone They're back court. on their heels a lot with that. Yeah, they're it's back on their heels. That yeah. That mm-hmm. they're not they're not they're playing more neutral zone, yeah. their own zone than they are in the opposing zone, which that that number would definitely be
1: and you take a look at a Carolina, the Carolina Hurricanes, who are like in the top one of the top teams in the league. They're only giving up twenty-seven a game. So again, you know, you're talking a difference about eight shots a game between the two different teams. Well, eight but shots. Carolina's more. They get the puck out of their zone. That's the key. If you get the puck out of your own defensive zone and transition quick into the neutral into
0: the offensive zone, you got a better chance to win. And there. that's where that's where the Ellis injury, I think, is really
2: hurt the team I think you're absolutely right Because 100%. You, you go from you go from one shot one rebound to yeah. one shot one rebound another shot another re- that, that's a goal eventually you take mm-hmm. you know shots shots and rebound shots are very important to look at mm-hmm. and it's a matter of if you're running around in your zone mm-hmm. it's not if you do well. six seven shots in what you're not getting out of your zone
1: yeah
2: it's not good yeah, so when fun. you keep creating that that vast of hell mm-hmm. in your defensive zone, yeah. it's not going to work out well for you. Is and that it? seems like it seems like a, they have a ton of issues. They have a ton of goal scoring issues,
1: which you. you you wouldn't think of because especially when you get a Cam Atkinson who can he can flat out put the puck in the net. I mean he's shown if to he's, do that over these really Zone? How's he
2: going to put the puck in the net? But that's the thing, exactly. He's if you're it, it into
0: the offensive zone, you're not going to let him shoot the puck and score. So I also, as far as scoring goes, I think you've got a bottom six problem. I don't think their mm-hmm. bottom six, outside of maybe Scott Lawton, have been very good. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that, definitely. Mm-hmm. No, JVR definitely. has found his way to the bottom six, and I, I think I saw a stat on him where he's like scored like one goal in his last see, he's games. gotta be he's
2: gotta be top six
0: yeah
1: so you got I mean,
0: Giroux Atkinson, you're paying him Fariby.
2: top six he's got to be top six
1: you've got Giroux Atkinson and Faraby all tied with seven goals
2: and See that's it see I, I'm I'm okay with Giroux with that number I'm not okay with the other two yeah I so would want Atkinson up to 11 10. 12 and 7
0: Can
2: and you be... probably have four extra wins five extra wins
1: Travis Connecty, five goals, five assists right now.
2: Connecty's got to pick it up. Yeah.
1: He should be at 10,
2: 11 at this
1: time. Yeah. Uh, Giroux is a minus six for the year
2: so far. Ackles in a plus nine. That shows me there's a lot of running around in their own defensive zone. You think? That's what yeah, that shows me. Yeah. 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 Ristolainen,
1: uh minus seven. Uh, that, you know, is a yeah. defenseman. That's no surprise. Uh, Keith Yandel, minus nine.
0: Well, Limblong has was not. Little... Go ahead. I'm he's sorry. He's not been on the. Keith was not brought in to be a defensive. No. Defensive. He's third pair.
1: He's third pair. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But but with Yellis injury again, he's had to play. Which yeah. is
2: going? He's going to get exposed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no
0: doubt about that. And and yeah, it's the other problem. It doesn't affect the plus minus, but you know he's a power play guy. Mm-hmm. And with the power play's not working, he's not putting up the points he needs to be putting up. Which exactly. Is a power play. Yeah. You know? So.
1: Yeah. A long way to go. Uh, you know, it's early still in the season. Um, you know, I th- we
0: haven't even talked about Kevin Hayes. <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> yeah, and he was out games. for a while. Yeah, he was out for a while. So they're 21 games into the season um, right now. So, you know, they're about a quarter of the way through. Yeah. Um, and they're 14 points back of the Washington Capitals right now. So they've got some catching up to do, obviously. I'm super Not interested. Yet,
2: but- I'm super interested to to revisit this to see where that like yeah there's not Play many there's not and... many happy things that we can stamp on it. I'd love to see you know you know two quarters away through the season. You're like oh man they got better here they got better here. Yeah. That's what you want to see yeah. in the growth yeah. of a team. Yeah exactly yeah.
0: yeah and this is a this is a contract year for Giroux and um, that's the, he that's is leading the contract. team in points though yeah. He's he is but the, the the problem is are they gonna you know are they gonna continue to free fall to a point where now they're talking about wanting to trade him, you know, mm-hmm. to get him to a cup contender. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know, the cup contenders want him? And he frankly, he's a guy who deserves
2: a shot. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, great. Absolutely. Great.
0: And, uh, you know, even if he's, if he's not traded he's got a no movement clause, he'd have to wait first anyway. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, even if you don't trade him, is he
2: going to want to resign if
0: he's looking at, you know, he's still so, yeah the
2: worst power play an adequate penalty kill because he is a, he isn't he is he's he plays all the time he's always on the ice. You yeah. add if him, he's got, to if he's, got, game he's, got an, game. he's got an okay unit and a and a crappy unit and his line's not producing. Because yeah. he's more of a passer than a shooter anyway, so yeah. I mean his his line has to be plus plus five over him every time. Mm-hmm. And if they're not producing, why well, why would he want to? He could go. He could go play third line, you know, on the Bruins or on Edmonton. You know what I mean? Get (laughs) his twenty goals, make his money, win a cup. What a cop! Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I totally, I would agree if he if he left. La- I wouldn't blame him for leaving at all.
0: No, no, I, I wouldn't either. But it would just be, it would just be sad, you know. It's just say, another, it yeah,
2: and it's another Flyer captain
1: that we would trade yeah, away, you know. Yeah. It's just like that seems to always happen as well. It's kind of like they never. And it was. It was nice their
0: entire career. It was nice when Kimo got traded to Chicago. Totally. To yeah. See him win. To see um, him win. Um, you know, because he was. Did he? He retired after that, right? Yes. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, um, it was it was, you know, kind of the Ray
2: Bork thing, you know, he was yeah. It was end, it was, was yeah, it it made me feel good. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean he's...
0: I don't feel like Giroux is at the point where it's like, oh my god, this is the last year. He's still got plenty of good hockey out of him. Yeah.
2: No, I would like, I want to see them raise a cup with him as the captain. I really I mean, do. I, oh, I yeah, really god. do. Um yeah. but yeah. I don't know if I mean, if you're going to keep rebuilding constantly. Yeah. I mean, eventually we're going to have to figure it out. Yeah. Whether that's the coach, the GM, or the management, we don't know. Yeah. But That'll let's say, let's hope they progr- – I mean, I have no answers. And that was it was literally <laughs> – I was like, I have no answers. I think it's everything. Yeah, <laughs> that
1: is the big problem. That is the big problem. But
2: hopefully for, they, they correct something. I know something. for a fact,
1: though, that Vigneault is probably missing his martinis. That's the thing. It's like he always had a martini whenever he wants. I love,
2: I love him as a coach. Yeah, I really do. I always have. I he's always thought leader. he just – he just always looked like he knew what he was doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And When, when he was brought in, I was like, finally, we yeah. got, like, the Ken Hitchcock back. That guy, like, when you're watching the other team and he's coaching it, you're like, yeah, yeah. that dude knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So, I, I don't really think he's down. the problem. I'll say that right uh, – absolutely. He's the one guy I'll check off.
1: It'd be interesting to see what would happen, you know, when you get a Ryan Ellis back, he's fully healthy, and then you add a couple of additional pieces. Yeah. Who knows? But, yeah, they've got a long way to go, no question. Still very early in the season. I'm not not pressing the panic button as of yet, but I would say, like, if they can't get into the fourth position, you know, by around middle of the year, if we're talking, like, kind of, you know, they got that long, you know, break in February – I think they have also got, like, in this uh, upcoming week, they've got five games in eight days because of the uh, comp- uh, p- compressed schedule because they've got the three-week Olympic break. You know, it's like, good grief. It's like, I, if they five could,
2: games in eight days. It's like, good Lord. If they could come out of that one and four, that would make me happy. Heck, I'll even go <laughs> you with got a it. But you, know, you have to do that before a break. Like, you have to turn those jets on. If they don't, we're just going to be talking about the same thing later. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, and, uh, gents. Hold on. To, to oh, sorry. I want to share thing. with John, which harkens back to, I think, episode 48 again. Nice. Uh, if that was the one we were talking about, Flyer Hall of Fame. Or maybe it was 50.
2: Might have been 50. Um,
0: there was a, a guy I follow on Twitter, put up a poll, said who was the better captain, uh, Drew or Richards.
1: Ooh. Oh, um, that's Drew.
0: And I voted Drew, obviously. Yeah, I got I I, guess I, I, I replied, and I said... Uh, just to follow on our discussion, I said Richards never should have been captain. Chemo, mm-hmm. uh, T- Pronger, yep. Danny Briere, any of yep. those would have been any of those guys. Yep. Any of those than, would have been respectable. Yeah, and I and I put at the end, I said, and I will die on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Richards was a great player, but I don't think he was the right. Not, not at that age. You know, somebody Nobody. else made a point. That Richards, Richards was a successful captain because he had. A better team around him than Giroux had for his captaincy. Now,
2: yeah, which... but if he also gave Richards an A, he would be—he would have been fine, and the team probably would have been better. Oh yeah, yeah, I—I no, I, I don't say keep him out of leadership. I yeah, just... exactly. Like he—he was, he was definitely not a C. He was definitely Giroux is. Uh, I was against Giroux getting it originally, mm-hmm. but Giroux has grown into it, mm-hmm. which we wanted Richards to do, and. I'm okay with that. If you're going to grow into it, you're going to grow into it. We didn't have anybody else at the time. Given mm-hmm. it to Giroux was a little different than the Richard situation. True. Mm-hmm. Sure. So you. I'm go- I'm good with him being a captain now. I'm not going to say oh I would never you know never say oh it needs to go to somebody else.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point.
2: He's a good captain. Yep, he's our captain. So we do, we ride with him. No, yeah, no doubt.
1: All right, gents. Well, fifth topic. And this yeah. is kind of just a little bit off the beaten path. We are officially, of course, in the holiday season. Yeah, we're all chubby. Post uh, so... Thanksgiving, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but uh, we wanted to kind of just throw this out there uh, for our Two Noobs audience and kind of share with you. Um, what would be your go-to holiday dish? And it doesn't matter if it's something you want to eat during dinner time or mm-hmm. if it's a dessert. Or whatever the case may be, what is your favorite holiday dish—Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever the case may be? So I will go with Mr. John Tracy on that. John, what are your thoughts?
2: Oh, I'm 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 weird. Uh, so, so Thanksgiving is simple. It's turkey, stuffing, mac and cheese. Oh, there you with, go. With with another side, like got to have cranberry sauce, and you got to make the you got to make the turkey gravy out of the drippings. That's how that's how I roll on Thanksgiving. Christmas is the exact. Hold the mac and cheese, though. Oh, dude, the mac and cheese. You need the mac and cheese. Absolutely, I'm with John on that one. You need the mac and cheese. That's my that's my like only time I have parameters. (laughs) okay. Okay. Christmas, we're gonna do a couple things. We're having a ham for Christmas. We're doing it a little bit differently. There you go. Um, we really don't have a plan, but like we had a plan. Like we have a plan for Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's literally cranberry sauce. You know, in a can, you got your, you got your, you got your homemade stuffing. You got your turkey. You got your turkey gravy. You got your mac and cheese. Done. Like that's, you know, what you're eating. You know, that's the menu. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's the yeah. menu. It's before we even think about it. That's the yeah. menu. Yeah.
0: John, I'm thinking about doing something a little different for no, Thanksgiving. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: turkey way. That's funny. It's oh funny. It's,
2: it's it's awesome. It's awesome, though, that's but that's that's when we brought this up, I was like, I totally gotta tell that story because that's yeah. the only time dinner or any holiday is specific. because no, we'll just change it up. Like, yeah. I think Christmas uh, two years ago, we did lasagna because we hadn't had lasagna in like months, and it was oh like,' just make a lasagna. it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. if that was on Thanksgiving, it would be sacrilege. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Welcome to my weird world. Steve. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Steve, what do you what what would you uh what do you usually have and your
0: favorites? So uh for Christmas Eve, we usually have a tradition of uh make your own pizza. We've oh. started doing that the last couple of years. That's okay. fun. We get like we get like the dough from from giant. Yeah. We'll, I I uh, you know, I I toss it around and yeah, exactly. Um, you know, a we, so we do little personal sizes, and everybody puts whatever they want on it. Oh, we that's awesome! That's
2: for awesome. our Massachusetts li- listeners, when he said giant, he means Stop and Shop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the mess around. That's awesome. Um, you know, for for
0: Christmas dinner, ham is is a is a traditional one. one. I don't mind. Um, that's usually pretty good. But it, I've served it before, and I would do it again just because I think it's fabulous meal is mm. veal parm yeah uh get some veal cutlets fry them up real nice look at that melt some provolone cheese over there on top of that some sunda- yeah get a real nice yeah. marinara sauce in there yeah. if, if we if we ended up doing something like that this year i'd even do homemade pasta because i got a pasta maker for uh, nice. christmas last year okay no i discovered that is so much better than the box stuff oh my god oh yeah oh, fantastic. oh yeah that's awesome um, but yeah, so that would be veal parm would be my like mm. ideal because I think it's also fancy too, you know. It's like, yeah, totally fancy. Absolutely. Do you I like to bread it? Real. Do you like bread it? Bread oh, veal oh, yeah. Parm? oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 I, I get. I get. Uh, par- put Parmesan cheese and breadcrumbs mixed nice. together. Look at that. And then bread it. Oh, it's fabulous. Oh wow. Fabulous.
2: Oh, that's awesome. I love anything. Anything that ends with parm. <laughs> Eggs, parm, <laughs> farm, veal parm doesn't matter. Chicken if parm. It ends with yeah. parm. I'll eat it. I have no, I have no
1: issues with it. Stuffed chicken parm—that's the best. Have you ever had stuffed nice. chicken parmesan? That's awesome. That's that's fantastic for me. So we're very traditional when it comes to Thanksgiving. Usually the, you know, the turkey, and you get your. We had asparagus oh, as yes. the greenery. I traditionally that's have made either. Greener. I usually come in with the breads, so I usually, and I'm a big, as you guys both know, I'm a huge Revolutionary War guy, so. City Tavern, when it was opened in Philadelphia, was one of my favorite taverns to go to in okay. a city. It was great. It's right in Old City off 2nd Street. It was wonderful. And they had a cookbook that came out. And one of them was Thomas Jefferson's Sweet Potato Biscuits. And I made those. And they're usually bite-sized, probably about that big. And, you know, it has a little bit of pecan in it. Got a little bit of sweet, you know, a little bit of sweet potatoes and all that kind of stuff. You need the dough out and all that kind of good stuff. So I usually bring that. Nice. Last year, being down at Colonial Williamsburg, I bought a sweet potato muffin mix, so I made kind of mini muffins and threw pecans in there.
0: So that was kind of a little bit different, but
1: usually I bring that to the table.
0: I feel that you are betraying the Revolutionary War era by doing this modern way. You should be growing your own wheat. I know, seriously, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> processing it in the ways of the 1700s. <laughs> uh, you should be baking it in a hearth with a fire.
1: I, exactly, I really I got, should I gotta, because, I gotta like, go. I literally, I gotta go get I literally within kitchen. a hop, skip, and a jump away from Valley Forge Park. So I would totally agree with you. Like, I should rent, like, one of the huts okay. out there and actually do it, and then just like, uh, you know, bring it back. And
0: then he it's would real... never make it again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would. <laughs> this is kind of what I brought. Oh my god, what is that?
2: You know, I love to do traditional things in the kitchen for fun. Yeah. Just as just me and my wife love to be in the kitchen. I love using traditional methods, but it always ends with a couple curse words and laughter, and like, <laughs> that's stupid. That's awesome. <laughs> we could just get this over here. And it'll be easier. Yeah. For Christmas, what we ch- typically
1: do is we'll exchange the gifts, of course, on Christmas Eve night, but we'll have like maybe some you know small like uh, small you know uh, snack type foods, and you know so it's either the sliced bologna. Which is just fantastic. You get the sliced bologna uh, type of deal. You put that on a cracker. You, I just eat that all day. Um, but then we'll have like the traditional ham, of course, on, th- on Christmas night. But one of my favorite desserts on Christmas as a kid was Pfeffernus. And that was like a small cookie. that was all white powdered sugar, right? right. Nice. And they, that was fantastic. Pfeffernus, I love. When my mom broke that out around December, I knew it was going to be Christmas time. And I was like, oh, I cannot wait. You know, awesome. for that to go. It's like a gingerbread cookie, essentially, but just don't. I mean, it was coated with white, white powdered sugar on top. So it would be like, you know, your hands would be all powdered up with white sugar. It was great. It was one of the best cookies I ever had as a kid. And uh, you don't see them often. I You have to, like, look to find it, but it is available. It's like you just have to, you know, you have to, like, know where it is and look for it, and then you'll be able to find it. But that's a great, great cookie. So that's one of my I'm favorites.
0: Both. I'm a more traditional chocolate chip cookie at Christmas time. There you go. Kind of guy. Yeah. That's button. But now it's great. Now we know you're full of baloney. There mm-hmm. you go. There you go. That's, That's
1: right. I pulled off on a podcast. What the hell? You know, <laughs> all the time too. <laughs> but yeah, let's transition to our happy segment, Johnny. Nice. Uh, and this is a, a very interesting um, video. It's yet another 117 year old who has survived covid it's europe's oldest known living person
2: before we start this let's tell the backstory so we were looking for a happy segment and i said to steve (laughs) pick a number and steve picked 117 so we did some research (laughs) (laughs) we found let's share this story uh there's no there's no audio so matt you're going to read along here for Um, us
0: I picked 117 figuring you would never find that. (laughs) That's
2: that's (laughs) the best part about this lady. This lady literally exists to prove you wrong, Steve. Exactly.
1: So, this is uh, Europe's oldest living person, and possibly the second oldest person in the world has survived COVID 19. Um, It really is remarkable. She recently celebrated her 117th birthday. She lives in Europe, I believe in Italy, if I'm not mistaken. Very European manner. She downed plenty of champagne, red wine, and port. My kind of girl. Oh. My God. Um, but, yeah, her name was Sister Andre, born Lucille Randon in 1904. She's French, currently resides in a nursing home in Toulon, France. And she, 81 of the 88 people in her home recently contracted COVID. She contracted COVID. But she ended up surviving. She only had mild systems. She pulled through. She was not vaccinated for the disease. Um, she says she probably won't be here next year, but her caretaker says she's been saying that for ten years. I guess when you're seventeen
2: anything exactly. But oh, my well, God, yet another. I can't wait to revisit her next year. I know. <laughs> for her 118th birthday. I know.
0: Felt like we needed some mood music for
2: that. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> we'll maybe throw that in there. We'll see. And maybe maybe, maybe Steve can write something up real quick and we'll throw it over in the video.
1: <laughs> it really is remarkable. I think there was an article we found on the Food & Wine Network, if I'm not mistaken, a Food & Wine, yeah. whatever it was. But she said yep. that she was like, I don't need the vaccine. Give it to somebody who needs it. Yeah. You know, for her, it was just like, ah, okay, it just came down with a little bit of a cold. But, yeah, I mean, she was. No, she, yeah, she's she's a
2: trip.
0: I'm actually starting to now that you know this distrust in media we have i'm actually starting to doubt the story maybe food and wine just made it up a <laughs> way to promote drinking more wine Possibly. Uh, now that i think about it champagne had red the wine story came off yeah yeah look this lady beat up COVID and is 117 years old because she drank red wine i wonder what message they're pushing <laughs>
1: One wonders, what's hmm. going on there? Yeah.
2: Media distrust.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what if it is true? Good for her. That's awesome. She That's just
1: amazing. That.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm
1: just amazed at these, these, uh, these, these folks that are just like they're 100 years old, 104 doesn't yeah. matter. Like over the <laughs> course of <laughs> we've done two noobs, 61 episodes, and John yeah. and I found all these articles of all these people jumping out of airplanes. That was my favorite. We found Millie jumping out of an airplane at 104. I mean, that was just crazy. That was absolutely crazy. She still hasn't called
2: me. I guess she's not a (laughs) watcher. I
1: mean, you got to yeah, well, maybe I'll have to give her a call. I don't know. There you go. There you go. I figured that out, (laughs) but yeah.
2: Well, that does it, gents.
1: That wraps up episode 61 of Two Noobs Talking. And as always, it is my pleasure and honor to be talking alongside both of you steve we want to thank you of course for coming alongside john and me
0: it is always a pleasure to be here gentlemen i appreciate
1: yeah. it and contributing as well uh just wonderful um why don't we dive into our shameless plugs uh i'm gonna throw it over as steve's scoring himself i don't know what's going on up there I'm going to it's throw a it long to... episode oh, man i gotta you gotta <laughs> wake up there i don't know what's going on
2: throw it over to john john where can people find us brother We are on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Twitter, and Instagram for short videos, TikTok or uh, Twitter being really short videos, but uh, the reels on Instagram is where you can find us, TikTok everywhere. We try to promote a lot of TikTok stuff. Uh, Facebook when we have time because Facebook sucks, but not as bad as Spotify, but we'll get to that. So that's just short
1: videos that lead us to... That's our main YouTube channel. Of course, uh, it's the Two Noobs Talking podcast. Hit that notification bell, hit subscribe, hit like, share the video for crying out loud. Do all of those things. We would really appreciate it. Helps us get the word out faster. On the audio side, I'm going to throw it over to Mr. Murray since he's a big <sighs> fan of ours. Oh, my gosh. So, where can people find us on the audio side? And we are probably post by uh,
0: Podbeam. Uh, yeah. Podbeam. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, like, iHeartRadio. There you go. Uh, Google Podcasts. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah. He's not an <laughs> Apple guy. <laughs> he would eat. <laughs> <not> <laughs> an apple. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not an Apple guy. So, but you apparently you can find it on Apple Podcasts as well. Yeah. Uh, we are Googleable. Yes. John, that's G O O G L A B L E. There you go. John, <laughs> Google I've so, many Google times us in my book. there you go <laughs> Google us you can find us on any audio station you want um, awesome. that
2: way there other than anchor and Spotify because they suck oh
0: God here it comes John I'm just gonna just
1: pass this over here for Colonel Wow. <laughs> I think it's slowly rising. I think it's left. <laughs> oh, John, it's coming back. Wait a minute. It's coming back to you. It's landing right Man. on you. Matt. What?
2: Why is getting rid of this? Oh, my God.
1: No. Man. All right, I'm just going to punch this right on out of here. There we go. All right, that's gone. Good grief. we got to, like, talk to the the hamsters and the, you know, the midgets back there. Who makes Spotify relevant? Oh, I know. Just terrible. It sucks so bad. Well, that wraps it up, gents, and uh before we
2: get out of here.
0: Oh, there's no show notes?
2: Oh, yeah, well the show notes, yeah. I mean, we'll throw that's, that in that's in. two dudes talking at wordpress.com. There you go. No, just throw that in there, yeah. <laughs> We've been trying
1: to think about like maybe changing up the uh, you know, the address, we're just going to keep it two dudes talking at wordpress.com things
2: like that. Which uh oh, which in the near future you're going to see our YouTube video on there. Um oh, So, damn. there there are things that, that coming trying to work that out, but We'll have a centralized location with that before we get a website. So, here you
0: go. John, getting technical. Trying.
2: John
1: always does that. It's great.
2: Loves it.
0: All right,
1: guys. Well, that that wraps it up. Uh, Before I go and before everyone else, does anyone have anything final to say before we get the heck out of here? I think I covered
2: it. Cuomo sucks. Chromo sucks. sucks. Spotify sucks. Uh, Darcy sucks. Eagles suck. Yeah, Um, Eagles aren't that good. Flyers (laughs) aren't all that good. This was a negative podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go somewhere positive. I'm out. Bye. But at least the food
1: is good. The food you is all the good. guys. <laughs> next.
0: I, John is walking out on veal parm, man. The ketchup is on the meat. Yeah, we guess. ended happy. Exactly. This is bogus. If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed.
2: That's a great question. What is the long-term effect of too much information? One of the effects is the need to be first, not even to be
1: true anymore.